All right, guys, we got a ton to talk about today. So, so if you're driving, you're going to want to take the long road home because we got hot takes on a big waiver wire pickup. You know who you are. Big in terms of dollars. Yes. Not yes, the person. Picked. Not. I think the man is actually a very small man. Yes. Or an average, maybe. Uh, we got some trades to talk about. We got some fun uh, kind of stats for you guys that Ty put together and... Uh, uh, some different predictions, and of course, we got our weekly matchups. So, really excited about this week's episode. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So, we are rolling. We are hot taking. First thing up to do is the league activity. Uh, We had one big waiver wire pickup, and big in terms of dollars spent, Mike Davis. He is 5'9", 216. Those are almost my stats. I'm sure he's much more muscle than me. Uh, But... So, I mean, he's not a large man, but the dollars spent were large. Jason LaRoe drops 91 out of $100. Insane. On Mike Davis. Give me your thoughts. I, at first I was like, what does Jason know that I don't? Because Jason's a really, like, every every move he's making, I, I know he's like, he's calculating. He's not stupid. He's not throwing this season by any means. So in my mind, I was like, whoa, does like Jason know that Chris Carson's like got in a DUI and he's like going to jail for the rest of his life and Rashad Penny like broke both of his legs in a freak roller coaster accident? What does Jason know? <laughs> But then I then I then it hit me. No, Jason just doesn't care. Like he he wants him, so he's yeah. gonna spend up. But then I, I couldn't help myself. I had to look. I had to know what the next highest bid was. <laughs> and Jason, I don't know if you've seen this. And I, if you don't want to know this, you should take out the earbuds or whatever you're listening to right now. Because you overbid by seventy dollars. <laughs> the next highest bid was twenty one. And twenty one. That's pretty reasonable. How did that twenty one? I'm like, that's a little high still, but ninety one. It's a lot of quiche. Woo boy. Yeah, for me, it's like so. So Joe asked him like, "Hey, can I get your take, whatever?" And J- yeah. Jason responded mm-hmm. in the in the group chat, and everything that Jason said made perfect sense. It did. It's like it did make sense. It all makes sense. And so on one hand, I get it. It's mm-hmm. like that's a dude that you want, and the waiver wire is. And we've talked about it's this. So thin, so spotty. So if yeah. you have a chance for a guy, like, like you're, you're gonna do it. Like what else are you gonna spend mm-hmm. your money on? My disconnect. So, so I don't think it's a horrible pickup. My disconnect is when you're sitting there evaluating how many dollars to put down. You gotta kind of play the game of like how many dollars are other people going to put down? Yeah, and not Jason. Usually, the way <laughs> nope. that it happens, at least for me. Is I'm like ten dollars. Then you like you're like oh my gosh like I'd be so pissed if, I, if someone bid eleven dollars. So like I'm gonna do fifteen dollars <laughs> so that I make sure that I get them. And then like at like two a.m. you wake up, you go to the bathroom or whatever, and you're like I just really want to make sure I get them. And you up it to twenty. So it's like you like you like walk it up there because you just like it's all about how pissed would you be if it like backs off. How many times I would have to do that to get to ninety one dollars? <laughs> On Mike Davis shocks me. So, like, I get the rationale, but that's that's the piece of the process. Like, maybe Jason doesn't bid like me, but for me, I would have had to wake up like seven times last night and adjust my bid. My favorite part, I just realized this. My favorite part about this bid is it was 90. 
one. That's right. Because he it thought someone would bid 90. And that means, it, it, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe it's just a really hot take. But that means 90 wasn't good enough. Right. It was like, mm, 90 was I like, might not get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let me go. Because I do that all the time. Like, if you see my waiver wins, they're usually an odd number, like 13, right. 17, 19. Like, not normal, like 15 and 10. Like, those are pretty yeah. normal. Uh, but 91, I. I didn't realize that till now. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's that's that so really good. That's the disconnect for me. Like getting <laughs> getting Mike Davis, I get it, but yeah. just how the number got that high, like because you're effectively in an auction with yourself and the made up people at that auction. Like you're in your mind, and like oh, yeah. you can like see Psyching Matre being out. like thirty one dollars. You're like fuck Matre. Like I'm bid thirty three. <laughs> like that's how it plays through in my mind. So to get to ninety one dollars is just. That that's where the disconnect is, but uh, uh, yeah. overall, I think I think it's a good pickup for Jason's team. It is a good pickup. The the dollar amount is wild. We'll see what he does for the rest of the season. Maybe he's just planning on picking up some uh, defense and stuff like that. I yeah. don't know. But yeah, the overbid is uh, is is monstrous. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, no other waiver wire pickups of note. I I believe is that right? There weren't there weren't a lot of big ones. Uh, I mean, there were some that were just kind of the the usuals of like tight end changes like Joey Law Cypher this week. Sorry, Joey. That was rough. Yeah. Oh, my god. I mean, most of the league's Bengals fans, I'm sure you watched the game. I literally, I I screamed. I I had to not, I couldn't watch the replay. Like, they showed it. They were like, oh, man. Well, so, we were all watching it in Lou's basement, and I was literally like, I was chirping Eifert. I was like, oh, my gosh. Classic (laughs) Eifert. He's like going down again on some name injury. And Chris is just looking at it. He's like, what happened? And then Chris goes, guys, look at his right leg. Yeah. And then we all immediately just screamed. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Rough. And then they showed the slow-mo play. And we were like, oh. And I was like about to puke. And then they were like, yeah, we're not going to show that again on live TV. Yeah. And I was like, oh. It was oh. It was rough. But, yeah, so I like Joe picking up CJ Uzuma. That's a good pickup for him. It, like, if if it slots yeah. in, then that, that makes sense. Um, all the other ones pretty, what you know. I saw who picked up Zach Pascal. Uh, F E that, that Netflix or Sarah? I don't know who that is. Let's find What's out. Team Steph? Rockstar. Why oh, is Stephanie Smith's initials F E? I don't know. That's a pretty bold pickup, Steph. I won't lie. I think well, for this week it's good. Uh, for this week it makes sense, right? Yeah. Hilton's out, and like mm. basically the entire Indiana offense is injured except for him. Yeah, and they're going to be chucking the ball because they're going to get massacred. In if New she England. plays him, that's a good pickup. If she decides not to play him. Yeah, for fourteen. That was a bucks. bold take for a guy that is, it was a one week one week rental because he won't be able to use him the rest of the year. I think she'll play him. I think. Yeah, I think when we get into the matchup. I think if you look at her roster, I think yeah. she'll play him. So uh, overall, some some interesting. Uh, I'm actually surprised that Pascal was out there. I, I, I guess I'm not actually. He's like the 19th receiver on the yeah, Colts. And the Colts are a terrible team. Sorry, cheek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's the waiver wire action. Love the action going on here. Uh, let's jump into the trades. Yes, uh, trades. Jason back in the spotlight. Back, Jason is back in action. He is. If our, if our newspaper has a name, it is. Jason, because he is the headline every dang week right now. Like he's he's I mean he's at trades. Is it back to back weeks trades for him? Yeah, because last week was my trade with him. Yeah, yeah. So and, and they're big trades too. Like just mm-hmm. huge trades. I would love to hear before I say what I think. I would love to hear what you think I, on this trade. Who wins? I so I was talking with Matre about this as it was going on, mm-hmm. and originally. I was like, dude, you should for sure take that trade, Matre, mm-hmm. because I was pretty low on Gronk, pretty low on Royce Freeman, 
because I think the Denver coaching staff has no idea what they're doing. Like, oh, the fact that gosh. Devontae Booker touches the field shocks me. Um, but I really like George Kittle. Rest of the season with C.J. Beathard throwing the ball. I don't like Nick Chubb. Anytime someone gets value immediately because of, like, he literally had three carries. three plays. Yeah, he touched the ball three times and popped off for three plays. Like, that's kind of scary. But he's young. He was drafted to be good. Like, it makes sense. So I'm actually leaning on the Jason side of this trade. And it's almost exclusively because I think that there's a legitimate chance that Tom Brady retires. Mm-hmm. At the end of this year, and I think Gronk has made it pretty clear that he doesn't want to play for anyone else but Tom Brady, yeah. and that he'd be piecing out. Maybe he's just doing that because while Tom Brady is in the league, he wants to make sure that he keeps playing with Tom Brady, yeah. which I wouldn't blame him for. Oh my gosh! Uh, but I think so. But but I don't think that's what it is. I think I think Gronk is going to be done when Brady's done, when Belichick's done. It's going to be like the exodus from the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So. In terms of longevity, I think Jason Lynn's there. And honestly, oh, yeah. if with Gronk, with like the injury concerns, like George Kittle doesn't have that, you're just going to fire him up every single week. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is kind of a long stash. Same with Royce Freeman at this point. Though Royce Freeman does have some value these weeks. Yeah, I think I have to lean Jason here. So, like, uh, I think Jason made two good moves. He overpaid for Mike he Davis, did. but it made sense for his roster. And I think this is a good trade for his roster, not just this year, but years going forward. So I'd say Jason wins this one. What about you? Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I agree. I think Jason's roster has shifted big time. Because, uh, I, I mean, we all saw this at the after the draft. It was like, whoa, Jason's roster is really old. Mm-hmm. And now Jason's roster is its actually shifting to a very young team. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, like Kittle, Chubb, Mike Davis. Um, I don't know how old Mike Davis is, but I'm pretty sure he's not very old. No, he's uh, not. He got Christian Kirk from you and yep. a first-round pick next year. Um, so he's making a lot of these moves to get young players, and I think it is the right move, especially because it's Dynasty. Like, in a normal league, obviously, these would all be terrible moves because none of these guys <laughs> could do anything this year. <laughs> right. But because it's Dynasty, it's like, man, Jason's team in one to two years could be great. But that is so speculative. Yes. And for that reason, I... I think Chris wins. Like for me, if I have a chance, if I had a chance to get Gronk, I'd have taken it. Yep. Even if it was, you know, giving him my first round rookie because I want to win this year. And next year, my first round rookie could be Ronald Jones or Rashad Penny, who stink. They're mm-hmm. so bad. So I think Chris wins it. I do think Royce Freeman's way more physically talented than Nick Chubb. And even if Gronk retires, it's not like tight ends are like there would be twelve started every yep. week. Right. You're going to find a guy that is good enough. You're not going to find a Gronk, but you're going to find a guy that's good enough to replace him. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't agree with you Whole, <laughs> wholeheartedly, but I will say that, like, if I had to put a percentage to it, I would say, like, I believe that's 60% chance this goes in favor of Jason. So I'm not, like, super yeah. strong. So I, I can totally see that side of it, and it makes a lot of sense to me. Jumping back in to our uh, normal routine here. So, gone through the trades. Super close on the trades. Love that the trades are happening. Oh Keep gosh, them coming, yeah. people. It, it just makes I'm, the league. I'm honestly surprised that these trades have been happening. Because You're, it's... I, I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to trade anybody on my team. It is I really tough with, with having to think about future years. Yeah. It makes it really hard to value people. Mm-hmm. And I think people are still getting over that hump of like what is a young wide receiver actually worth 
it's really hard to make that. Yeah. Uh, and so like I'm pretty I'm pretty low on how those things play out. I'd rather have the value now. Mm-hmm. Some people are obviously not that way. And so I think the people that are lower on the speculation, like just not wanting to deal with it as much, will be making more moves. Yeah. And or, or if you're just balls the wall like Jason, then you're just gonna. Jason be, is all out right now, and yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love. It. I love it. I forgot to do this. I was gonna have to be like, oh, Jason, hey, let's. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, open a can. For yeah, him, yeah, open a can. Pour one out for his homies. His team is garbage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, whatever it might be. So let's let's jump into uh, my. Can I can I be honest? We were putting together this show doc. Yeah. I was so sad. Because <laughs> I knew that I would have to go through three sections. I knew that I'd have to do one thing. I'd have to react to last week's matchup. Your matchup specifically, yes. Yes, which I'm <laughs> not happy about. That's our next segment. But then after that, I had to look at some actual mathematical statistics that make me not happy. Oh, yeah. Then I would have to look at my matchup. And I'm not happy about that. <laughs> so I was putting this together. I was like, this episode sucks. So this whole episode stinks. Yeah, it's terrible. Horrible. So uh, let's do emotional, just kind of like whatever gut reactions to our previous matchups. Uh, last week, I played Chris Matre, and I talked mad shit. And oh Chris gosh, yes. arose from the grave. He did. And I called it. You did. I knew it. And you, you called it exactly right. If... Chris is going to win a game. It's going to be this week because he had effectively two locked and loaded RB1s playing against each other. And they did it. Watching the Bengals game sucked because, like, literally Chris is sitting (laughs) on the couch. It was so awful. He's sitting on the couch. And he would literally just be like, 30-yard run, guess who by? And I'd be like, Gio, like, I hate you. (laughs) 30-yard run, guess who by? Like, Tevin Coleman. Oh, my God. That game was brutal. Yeah, it was. For you. It was horrible. It just, like, I was never happy. Uh, It sucked. I hate losing. I especially hate losing to Chris, who I have like outspokenly said has one of the worst teams in the league. It just sucked. I'm like questioning my entire team's capabilities. Oh I like I seriously. So like I last week I literally said I ha- I thought I had a chance to like win, and that's why I made that move. I, I don't. I have. I, I I'm not even close. <laughs> I have done a complete 180 on my team. I don't see a way that I win a week from here on out. That's how I feel. It's horrible. How was your matchup? <laughs> I am back. I am back so much. I went this week. So last week, I mean, you guys have been hearing me for, you know, four weeks now. My team's struggling. I lost McKinnon. I lost Bill. Shut it. You have, been a, you have been a whiny little baby. I've been a whiny it. little baby, and I'm back. <laughs> I'm full on. I'm winning the championship this year. I'm telling you what. This week was my week. Not only did I beat Joey by .7. That feels by better. By kickoff return yards. By kickoff return yards. That feels better than winning by 30. <laughs> I don't even care. That made me so happy. I didn't. I refused to watch that game until like I, I came over to Borski's house and I was like, I'm not going to watch the game. I'm not going to check the stats because I know I'm going to be let down. Philip Lindsay, there's no way he's going to score 16 points. And then he did. He did it. It was so good. He looked good doing it too. Oh, it, was, oh, it made me so happy. My heart was so full. So, and then on top of that, I got the best news ever for my team, for my dynasty, that Bell is going to be back week seven, which means basically from week seven on, or after the Steelers buy, so really week eight on, I'm undefeated. There's no way I can lose. <laughs> so I am freaking back. I'm loving my team again, and I've loved watching carry on as well. So you and me flip-flopped. Yeah, we did a total flip flop. You hate your team now. I, I, nobody on my team's for sale. You know They're what? A championship team. I <laughs> loved being on your side of the ball. So ride it while it's up. 
Oh, yeah, I'm going to ride this thing it's as gonna long come, as I can. It's going to come crashing down if we know anything about fantasy football. Yep, very true. So uh, <laughs> that wraps up the reactions. Let's jump into a section that I'm going to call stats that want to make you puke. Because when Ty <laughs> sent me these, I actually thought he did his math wrong. So thank you very much to Ty Cook for this stat. So what Ty created is a statistical power ranking where basically he looks at your percentage chance of being undefeated. So it's kind of a new take on it's a different take on like what your record would be every week. Mm-hmm. But it's like what how many matchups could you have had through the four weeks where you would have you'd be four and oh right now. Uh, so it usually goes almost the same direction as like total points scored or matchup every week, whatever, but it's an interesting thing. So yeah. here I'm gonna give you the league top five, then I'm gonna ask you a couple start questions. Start from the bottom. Okay. I'm gonna start from the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose, but the number one surprises me. The number one, it makes me, that's why I call this section stats that want to make you puke, because I don't get it. <laughs> like, everyone else, I'm like, oh, this makes total sense. Number one freaks me out. Uh, so, the stats are, number five, I have a 10.5% chance of being undefeated right now. That puts me at number five in the power rankings. Based on the first four weeks. Based on the first, first four weeks. Yeah, not going forward, first yeah. four weeks. Uh, so we're which by the way first four weeks we're a quarter of the way through the NFL season that's not insane which is both really exciting and horrifying because I've only got three quarters of the best weeks of my life left because <laughs> I'm going to die at the end of this year when I go 0-16 I'm done number four is John Neffley unsurprisingly he's in the top five his running yeah. backs are absolute powerhouses Sarah LaRoe at 17.1% she's number three uh, makes a lot of sense him. we've been praising Sarah's team all year mm-hmm. then we take two big steps big Joe Zypher Jumps up to 26%, yeah. which is a little bit surprising. His team not, doesn't not strike you as no. good. It doesn't strike you as, like, amazing. I mean, but somebody it, beat him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does strike you as good. I like Joe's team. Uh, I think it's going to keep doing well, so that makes sense. I agree. Number one in the league. He's number one Shocking. in average point score. He has the highest points scored on a single week. He has the highest record against every single person. And he's currently 3-1. and one. It's Tyler Griffin. I don't get it. I, I I keep I, I so we talked about this and I looked at it and I was like oh okay no yes it doesn't make sense I'm I'm a hundred percent with you I can't get by I can't get around it like every time we do these matchups I'm like nah dude here's the thing that freaks me out we always look at the matchups and we're like dude Griffin's team like there's just really nothing here. He's had Joe Mixon on the bench for two of these weeks. He has. Like, it's gonna And get, he's still winning. It's gonna get better. It's only gonna get better. I don't what understand. Is, what is happening? Like, I read his roster and I'm just like, okay, like, that all makes sense. Like, he's doing this all with David Johnson, arguably one of the biggest busts of the 2018 draft. Yeah. He's still the best team in the league. Yeah, and he's got Mike Williams, Kenny Galladay. Jared Cook, uh, don't get me wrong, Jared Cook, Jared Cook's good. Jared but Cook has been exploding. There's no way he yeah, keeps it up. He doesn't keep that up. It, it's not going to stay. And then Sammy Watkins. Like, Dude's a another piece of boom. He's a boom. Bu- like, that's why it keeps driving me crazy. It's like, are they boom bust anymore? Or are they just constantly boom? Yeah, we keep saying, like, Griffin has this big boom bust team. All it takes is for a couple yeah. guys to bust. And they just always boom. Always boom. He's, he's better than all of us, guys. To well, this point, I just think he's going to keep booming, yeah. and he's going to win the league. He's going to win. I'm so pissed off. If that happens, I'm selling it all. So that's the stat that makes me want to <laughs> puke. Um, so, now, full disclosure, uh, we give Griffin a really, really hard time on this podcast. But it's because... His team is hard to understand. It's hard to understand, <laughs> and Griffin is just really fun to poke fun at. He is a little fun. Because, and I figured out what it is, his gift game 
Oh, his strong. gift game is on point. I, I don't know what it's he types good. in to get the gifts <laughs> that he gets. He's got a gift database in his brain. Yeah, I feel like he literally <laughs> knows the gift to react to. Like, he thinks in gifts. <laughs> and so, like, it's just so fun to chirp him because immediately coming back at me is a gift where I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Like, that's perfect. Like, he's not had a bad <laughs> gift yet. Granted, he, like, shotguns him out there, so I'd love to see his accuracy on him. But love the gift game. So let me ask you a couple questions here. Uh, yeah. Who do you expect to not stay in the top five of our league? These In, in this power ranking metric, mm-hmm. who do you expect to not be there at the end of the season out of these five? Yeah, so what's really interesting about the top five right now is every one of them are three and one. That's kind of crazy. Like almost half of the league is three and one right now, um, which is either says a lot about their record or says a, a lot about how crappy the other teams are. Like <clears throat> Jason and Ty, uh, <clears throat> we'll get there. But <laughs> so uh, the, I, I think because of that, I, so I looked at, you know, what teams am I just really afraid of? And the teams I'm least afraid of in that top five, I got two teams for you. It's Griffin um, because he's a little bit more bust. Like you've always said, but I can't, believe, God, I can't believe you're doubting him. I, I, I know I'm going to be wrong and it's going to drive me crazy. He's going to be like the number one going to the playoffs. He's going to get the buy. That's going to happen. I've already accepted my fate. Uh, but the other team is Corey for this reason. If Bell comes back and he plays for the Steelers through the rest of the year, Corey's team gets rough fast. He's been really good with Connor. Without Connor, I think it changes so much. So, yeah, that was that was my number two. Yeah. So, so my, per, my I totally agree with everything you said. Yeah. Except, especially about the fact that like you want to doubt Griffin, and I get it, but I'm wrong. But I, <laughs> it's a, like. After two weeks, I was like, no freaking way. After three weeks, I was like, that's still an anomaly. After four weeks, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Why? And I don't think I can doubt it. Um, the person that I think will not be there at the end of the season, and maybe it's just because I'm feeling really down after losing two weeks in a row, and now I have to play freaking Nefley, uh, <laughs> and his team is back to superstar status because he has no buys this week, but I think it's me. I think I think my team is headed downhill fast. <laughs> And I'm just, I'm full, I'm, I'm, I have the most negative outlook <laughs> on my team that I could possibly have right now. I don't even, like, I feel like I'm booming at number five, and it's just only getting worse. Everything is trending down. If you look at my points scored a week, I finally went back up uh, and lost to Matre as, like, the third highest scoring team in the league, which kind of pisses me off, but it's fine. <laughs> it's really fine. Uh, so I, I think it's me. I think I think that there are teams below me that could pop up in there. I think Britain's team could easily pop up in there. I think your team could pop up in there. I think uh, Sarah Lo- oh Sarah LaRose team is already there. Yeah, I think yeah, Steph Smith's there. team could pop up in there. Everyone else has absolutely no chance. Uh, so let's jump into the opposite side of the question. Who do you expect to absolutely stay in the top five in the league? For me, it is Sarah and John. Yeah. Their teams are just so good, and their their players are also like, I'm not I I, I don't I don't like saying injury prone because I don't believe that, but their Have you players. Seen are, Tyler Eifert? Yeah, Tyler Eifert <laughs> is an injury. He's not injury prone. The man's a walking injury. Uh, but both their teams are just young, talented, healthy, like and on just great offenses all around. Um, so yeah, I I would be surprised. Honestly, if one of them wasn't number one at the end of the year. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I had a hard time picking between Sarah and John. The reason I ended up going with John is because he's got that running back depth. Sarah doesn't really have that. He does, yeah. Uh, John has a little bit more high-powered guy. So I'm going John. I would be shocked if he dropped out of this tier. 
everyone else's team, I can like make a story where it, it yeah. like makes sense that they would fall out. John's team, I really can't make that story. Like he would have to have Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara and Cam Newton hurt to drop out of the top five. Yeah, I think he's going to stay there. I think his team is really really good. So that is my number one to stay in the top five of the league. So. With that out of the way, let's jump into the matchups for week five. So, yes. update on the season stats. I did horribly last week. Ooh, and yes. Cheek went five for six. And so now we are both at a 61. We're exactly the same. Yes. 61% prediction accuracy. So, congratulations on the big week. Big turnaround for An- me. Another, another reason that Cheek is trending up and I am just heading down. Just terrible. <laughs> Life's getting bad for you. Terrible. And really good for me. Yes. <laughs> terrible. So, what Cheek and I did this week is... We so before we've done the show doc and we put all the matchups in there and we we fill it out and we try not to read each other's but we did this week is we highlighted our words in black yeah so we will be no chance to read them till right now yeah we will be like unveiling each other's picks and reacting to that so I I'm I'm so excited like. (laughs) <laughs> there is no influence going on, and I'm so excited to see what we put. I really hope you took a bold stance, and I can just roast you for it I on the show. See, here's the thing. I don't think that I did, but I'm sure that I did. <laughs> like, like, in my mind, when I did it, I made all the right decisions. But that's how I that's how I did it in my draft, and clearly that's not working out. That's not working out. So, uh, let's, uh, let, let, let's unveil the first matchup here. We got Team Vincent versus Team Borski. Team Sucks. Thank you, Britain. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, Corey Vincent and Britton Smith. Uh, give me so that's Corey's team is at three and one. Britton's team is at two and two. Give me your thoughts on this matchup. Yeah, so I think uh, I think Britton's going to win this one. Just get that out of the way. His team just all around has great matchups, uh, and especially with Fournette being out this week, um, Britton has three RB ones this week. I'm not saying every week of the year, obviously, but he has Saquon. He has TJ Yeldon. He has uh, who's Sony Michelle. I think all three of those guys finish this week top 12 running backs because of their matchups. Saquon's playing Carolina in Carolina, and Eli can't throw the ball for his life. Saquon hasn't had a single game under like 20 points. Yep. So he's, he's, he's bulletproof. You, you don't worry about him. Then TJ Yeldon, when Fournette's out, he's good. Like, every time Fournette's been out, he's scoring double-digit points, at least 12. Sony and he's Michelle, playing Kansas City. Yeah, and he's playing Kansas City. They're going to have to score. Yeah. Um, Sonny Michelle gets Indy. I love the Colts, but they're bad on defense. And it's Thursday night. Gronk might miss. They're away. They're away. It is well, going to... The, the Colts or, yeah, are Yeah, sorry, the Colts are away. Yeah. So they're playing in Foxborough. I think Britt's team is just so good this week and he's got big ben and juju playing guess who atlanta yeah one of the worst passing defenses in the nfl right now so i agree with everything you said i think britain could have a huge week i don't see that narrative for Corey. yeah Corey's also missing his rb1 jordan howard uh Mm -hmm. james connor will stick around but he's kind of dropped off a little bit he he should have a big game against atlanta he should but uh yeah i'm with you here i think i think all the matchups go britain's way I think that Corey's team is going to start to struggle with James Conner, like we talked about earlier. But, I mean, that doesn't affect this week. But I think that uh, all the matchups go Britain's way. And without Leonard Fournette and TJ Yeldon is just such a good person to be playing. He's playing against Kansas City for two players, against Atlanta for two players. 
uh, and against Detroit for another player and against Indy for a player. Like those are just that's seven out of ten players have a great matchup. So yeah, I, I agree 100%. I'm, I'm going Britain with this one. Our next matchup is Team Tynan Cook versus Zippy's Ballers. That's Joe Zypher Ty is 0 and 4. Sorry, bud. Uh, <laughs> Joe, number two power ranking in the league right now at 2 and 2. So I, I think that's just some of the. Some of the frustration of head-to-head matchup, right? Like it is. Joe's team is actually one of the, it's this. It is statistically the second best team in the league, but he just had some tough matchups. So here's the question: Do you continue? Do you think Joey continues to be a great team, or do you think Ty pulls out a win here? So here's the thing: Ty is finally gonna get a chance to start Ingram and Edelman and all the guys he's been waiting so long to play. But he's still not going to win. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ty. Joey's still going to win. Joey's team is a lot better <laughs> just in general, but his team has just really good matchups. And I don't think Ingram and Edelman are going to come back and be like these amazing players. It's, I think it's going to take a couple weeks. So, And I swear, Ty, I know what you're already thinking. Oh, I should start Andy Dalton against the Miami Dolphins. They're bad. No. <laughs> start Andrew Luck. Every time they play the Patriots, it is never under, like, 40 points because both teams hate each other. And I know you're thinking, ah, T.Y.'s out. They're not going to score as much. Jack Doyle's out. No! Andrew Luck will throw the ball to anybody with hands. That's so It true. doesn't matter. So, please, for your sake, you're still not going to win. Start Andrew Luck because it will help you. I... Agree with every single one of your takes. <laughs> I did not even look at this matchup. I you didn't even look? <laughs> no. I, I read the teams that were playing. And literally the show doc, doc says, Joey, period, for sure, period. Didn't even look, period. I am so confident in this. This is not even close to being an oh almost upset. Gosh, that's amazing. I think Joey probably wins by 30 points easily. Oh my gosh, that is good. (laughs) That is gold. There's just nothing else to say there. It's just (laughs) so straightforward. Uh, Let's go to Sarah LaRoe versus uh, Tyler Griffin. So both these teams are three and one. Both of them in the top five of the power rankings. Yeah. Tyler Griffin, number one. Sarah, number three. Big matchup here. Huge. Uh, I'll go first this time. This one is a toss-up to me. It's really, really hard to call for me. As I went down the line, I like tried to just like pick out the matchups that I like, the players that I liked on either... Like, I try and go position by position, so if you're wanting to, like, bias how I view your team, you should probably update your lineups before Wednesday uh, because that's actually a big piece of how I do it. Because I do that anyway. Well, yeah, that too. But I also, like, I just... Ra- well, I even noticed for me, I had, like, three guys on by. Well, oh one gosh. guy on by, which made me feel... The, the, never mind. We'll get into it when we'll I get, get to there. my freaking matchup. Uh, but... So I went down through uh, Sarah and through Griffin's matchups, and it's it's really a toss-up for me. I don't see huge advantages either way. Mm. And to me, I, re- like, I just have to go with the stats and just admit that Tyler Griffin has a really good team somehow, and I just don't see the fall-off coming this week. And what? so I f- think he is going to – I think he's – I, I'm hesitating right now. Oh my god! He's gonna beat Sarah. No! Griffin's gonna beat Sarah. <laughs> so that's how I feel. I mean, when I look at it, like I think Jared Cook can do it again against the Chargers. Like the Chargers have a horrible defense. Adam Thielen, I think, is gonna rip Philly up. Like I know that Philly, like theoretically, is supposed to have a good defense, but they haven't been great against the pass this year. And Adam Thielen's been great every single week. Mike Williams get o- gets Oakland. Not a great matchup or not a great uh, defense. 
Uh, if you look at like Sammy Watkins, may or may not play. He's playing Jacksonville. That's not huge. Carlos Hyde, I think, is going to have a good week. He needs to cheer up his defense a little bit. Maybe. I mean, he you might can get play Joe the Patriots, but as well. yeah. He, and like, if he gets Joe Mixon back, then like that's that's almost a no no brainer. Like, I think it's just so much. I mean, like, so if I look at it. Sarah's team. I'm looking at Melvin Gordon and running back, and then Deion Lewis. Like Melvin Gordon, I like over uh, Griffin's number one of David Johnson. Deion Lewis, I don't really like much more than uh, James White. Antonio Brown, I like, I love versus Atlanta. But Golden Tate, Cooper Cup, I'm not huge on their matchups. It, Austin Hooper is a zero. Uh, Bilal Powell against Denver, like he, he's not going to do anything. Ted Ginn has never done anything, and the Rams defense is a good defense. But I mean, come on. So like, if I go through Griffin's lineup, I just like it better. And I don't, I don't oh. actually like it better, like gut reaction, but I just got to go with like what's been happening. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry for you <laughs> and the, the way that you view the world. It's a broken view. I'm in a broken place <laughs> right now. It's been a tough week for it's me. It's been a hard week. Now, this is hands down. the Every week, I mean, I don't know if you guys are the same way. I, I watch your matchups. I am legitimately excited to see how this one plays out yep like i sunday will be checking my matchup and then i'll be checking this one because i want to know this is the most exciting matchup these are the two teams that i think are really strong right now especially um and and honestly just have the most potential like i would not be surprised at all to see this game for both teams going to the 150s oh yeah it, it wouldn't surprise me because both teams have been doing it like the both teams are good enough to do that wouldn't shock me at all and it would just be awesome i want to see that game like i want to see a game where both teams are just scoring outrageous numbers uh and at the end of the day i don't agree with you i think sarah's team wins it i do think griffin's gonna have some boom but i think it's gonna be one of those where like you know my game this past week where it's a hair of a win and i think sarah's just barely going to be Griff, and I am really excited to see his face the next day. I can respect it. <laughs> I can respect it for how wrong you are. <laughs> because I just don't think you're you're just you're still low on Griffin and I'm and I'm just I have I have to go. I got to stay hard to make that switch. <laughs> I got It's really hard. This is, this is like the worst podcast. I'm like confronting things about myself I didn't even know I had. It's personal issues. It's really tough. Uh, so let's go into Team Rockstar versus Cincinnati Indians. That's Steph Smith versus our own Tyler Cheek here. I will go first. Yes. Uh, and then you can respond to me. After I remember keep what, mind, I what I wrote down because it's all in black, so I can't see it. <laughs> what is unhighlighted? Well, oh, I did. I can see it now. Yeah. Oh, but I didn't highlight. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Let me re-highlight it. Oh, great. Yeah, that makes total sense. Okay, big matchup here. Right here. That's what I wrote with like four eyes. Freaking child's play over here. Just yeah, I'm too there busy. You go. Uh, there so you go. <laughs> I like this matchup. You do? I do. I think. Really? I think you guys are actually pretty close. So I agree with you 100. The matchup above Team LaRoe versus the Flu Draft. That's that. That's the matchup of the week for oh, sure. Yeah. Hands down. Uh, as I go down the lineup, it's pretty even mm-hmm. until wide receiver two. Yeah. So if you go down the line, Marcus Mariota, Tom Brady, you got Tom Brady. I like that. Alex Collins, Derrick Henry, eh, pretty even. Yeah. Adrian Peterson, Philip Lindsay, kind of the same player to me. Julio Jones, AJ Green, similar tier. I don't mind that. Michael Thomas, Quincy Anunua. Yeah, that's not the same. That's <laughs> that's rough. Robert Woods, Ryan Grant, that's pretty rough. You got Zach Ertz, that's great. And then your flexes are basically toss-ups to me. You got to play Tyler Lockett with uh, the with, yeah. uh, what's-his-face-back freaking Baldwin. ankle man, uh, Baldwin. So all of that to say, I think you have a huge advantage at tight end, some advantage at quarterback. 
Everything else is a toss-up or goes Steph's way, so I think this matchup goes Steph's way. Oh, I, you said I had an advantage. I thought you were going me. You had an advantage of, like, two two roster spots. Dang it. You got to play ten players, I, My heart got a little excited. I, I refused to look at it. I was like, he's going to say me. No. I was, was going to cry. Welcome to the Dynasty cry. League, baby. Get roasted. <laughs> Man, I could not disagree with you more. My team is so good. <laughs> no. I am going to win this week. Steph. I'm sorry, but you're going three and two. I'm going three and two. We'll have an equal record. It's going to be great. In all seriousness, I really do think I'm going to win. So here's why. (laughs) I think the Colts game is going to be why I win. Tom Brady is going to destroy the Colts. He He is going to light up Edelman's back. He's going to get that ball to Gronk, Edelman, Every freaking Patriots player is going to get a passing touchdown. And I mean everybody, even the guys that have been on the bench all year. Because the Colts can't play defense. They haven't been able to do it all year. They've been bad all year on defense. And I got Ryan Grant, who's basically replacing T.Y. Hilton. I know that's a stretch. That is that's a, a huge stretch. That is some that is some Incredibles mom shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> the stretchy girl? Elastic girl? <laughs> Elastic girl. <laughs> it's a stretch, but... I believe that that is the reason I will win. I think my team has been surprising every week and how much they can score. If there's a week that they're not going to surprise me, it's this week. Because I expect them to surprise me. Like, all of my guys aren't good. <laughs> that makes the least sense out of any three My guys aren't gonna... good. But because of their matchups, I'm like, you know what? They're going to overdo it. Like, they're going to beat their projection. And I'm going to beat you, Steph. <laughs> I, I've disagreed with you on matchups before, but... <laughs> That is the most asinine shit I've ever heard. <laughs> There's not a chance you win. You're getting smoked by Stephanie. <laughs> Let's jump into uh, my matchup this week. The reason for my depression, still haven't thought of this, that is me, Matt Wyborski versus Threat Level Midnight. That is John Neffley. Mm. I'll go first because it's my own matchup, and I've been very, very transparent about my feelings. <laughs> I am so scared of this matchup right now. ESPN has me, has me as a 20-point underdog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Do you have all your starters in? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I need a new defense because I've got the Seahawks against the Rams, which there's no freaking way I'm starting that. Yeah. But no I've got Allen Robinson on by, and the guy that I would replace him with is Deshaun Jackson, and he's also on by. I've got some decisions Ooh. to make in the Aaron Jones department, which I made the wrong decision last week. Hopefully, I can make the right one this week. Josh Gordon, I don't like Will Fuller is hurt. Don't know what to do with that. Don't know whether to fire Josh Gordon up or not. Dude, fire against him up. like the Colts. This you is said the week. You said He's literally gonna everyone off. is gonna pop off. Yeah, but you told me that crap last week and he scored four points. And I lost to Chris. I was off. But I wanted to be off that week because so, I wanted you to lose. <laughs> so it's ulterior motives. That's true. I really gotta stop asking you my start sits. Uh, so I've got like so many question marks for my team, and John does not have one. Everyone is back <laughs> from the bye. Like he's like this eight hundred pound gorilla who knows exactly. Like I just. There's not a chance. Like, I am. If I win this week, it's an actual miracle. John for sure wins. Fire sale starts week oh six, boys. Gosh. See you on the trading block. I can't believe it. You're, you're willing. Uh, you know, I could not agree more because your team is so bad and you hurt me. God. <laughs> no, uh, in all seriousness, this is one of those weeks where, like, uh, if I were you, I don't think your team's that bad. Like, I do think your team's still really good, but this is the one week where I hate your wide receiver quarter or wide receiver quarterback stack. It could go poorly. Patrick Mahomes, oh Tyreek Hill versus the Jaguars could, the could Jaguars, end Jaguars, the only advantage to that entire matchup is the fact that they're at home, the Chiefs are, 
And Arrowhead's loud? Arrowhead's loud? Yeah, but the Jaguars' defense is really good, and that defense... Mahomes can't keep this, like, epic run-up So I mean, so, so you're me. Last week... Are you going to not start Patrick Mahomes? Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. No, you have to start So I'm fucked. That, yeah, that's what, that's what sucks about it. It's like, no matter what, it's like, Ugh, I don't want to do that. Gotta I'm gonna do it. He's gonna score eight points, and I'm gonna get owned. <laughs> I'm glad to know you've at least accepted your fate. I agree. Netflix wins, which reminds me, we forgot hindsight is twenty twenty. We did for this week. So if you can't tell, one person is in the hindsight is twenty twenty special, and that is John Nefley. John Nefley last week. <laughs> this was the most aggressive one. I can't believe we forgot this. <laughs> it was a bold one. <laughs> So let me give you the final score of his matchup with Sarah. They were both three and one. Or sorry, they're both three and one now. John was undefeated. John's final score was 122.2. Sarah's final score was 142.2. John chose to start Ryan Tannehill, who was playing the New England Patriots. Ryan Tannehill had a fantastic game, scored exactly zero points. Hey, he didn't go negative. <laughs> he did not go didn't negative. Didn't go negative. All the, all the while, on John's bench was the <laughs> best quarterback of the week. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky, who scored 43.5 points. Six touchdowns, just sitting on his bench. Six touchdowns. John John's, would have won by 20 points. He started the worst quarterback that he could have. He could have started a guy that wasn't even going to play and scored the same amount of points as Ryan Tannehill. That's amazing. Yep. And he didn't start Mitch Trubisky, who scored the highest. John, if you're, what are the odds? If you're listening right now, please start Ryan Tannehill again. <laughs> Just have Do mercy. Do not start him again. Have mercy. No. You got to start Trubisky. He's good. Okay. No. Got, he's got Cam Newton. Of course he's starting. Oh, yeah. He's got Cam. Who am I kidding? Yeah. He's not. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, but no, you should definitely fire up Trubisky. Best quarterback last week, dude. Put him in. <laughs> Put him in. Okay. Uh, last matchup for the week, we got Muscle Hamster, Chris Montre versus Jason LaRoe, Education Nation. Chris Montre comes in at a shocking one and three. The... the, the <laughs> <laughs> just epitome of horribleness of my just depression. Jace LaRoe, a not so actually shocking because our power rankings had him at the top. Oh, and at four. The top. Oh, and four. Lead, lead us off here. What do you oh think? My Give me gosh. your thoughts. So earlier I talked about the game of the week that I want to watch is Sarah and, uh, sorry, Griff. Uh, this is the garbage game of the week. 100%. Um, no offense, Jason and Chris. Oh my god, we both put that exact same thing in our predictions. <laughs> yes! you, your first words, garbage game of the week. My first game, my first words, 100% garbage game of the week. <laughs> I love that. So, I'm gonna, here's, here's one take I'm gonna make. Chris, I gave you the benefit of the doubt last week. This is the hot take for the week for me. Calling it now, Chris gets burnt. This week <laughs> by his trade to get Gronk. Gronk is going to get like some weird freak thing happening where he gets a DUI and goes to jail. And then Royce Freeman's going to get beat up by Philip Lindsay because we know he's got a punching problem. Yep. And Chris is going to lose because I mean, he's going to start those two guys because you know there's new hotness and it's going to backfire. <laughs> yeah, I think this I think this matchup entirely hinges on Devonta Freeman playing. Oh, because yeah. here's what's wild about this matchup. Jason has Devonta Freeman, and Chris has Tevin Coleman. Coleman. Yep. And the only so like what's happening to Chris's team is that uh, Gio Bernard is going back to irrelevance because Joe Mixon should come back theoretically. Yeah, he should. Uh, and even if he doesn't, supposedly Gio's hurt, 
which is wild. Yeah. So Mark Walton, fire him up. I think I have him. Do I have him? I think I have him. Nobody should have him. I might have dropped him for a defense. Everybody should have dropped him <laughs> for <a> defense. <laughs> um, but so, if Devonta Freeman plays, Jason has an RB1, and Chris has like an RB3, RB2. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't play, Chris has a locked and loaded RB1 against Pittsburgh. So it's like all of it hinges right there. I think Freeman plays. I think Baldwin is back and healthy. Has a good game for Jason. Yep. Jason picks up his first win of the week, and Chris, for all of his shit talking, goes straight back to one and four, tied with <laughs> the worst team in the league. And not only is Jason the worst team in the league, he's also the most consistent te- team in the league. He has not scored less than 91 points in a week, and he has also not scored greater than 93 points in a week. Wow, are you serious? Yeah, four weeks in a row between 91 and 93 points. I think he breaks into the hundreds this week and shatters Chris's trash talking life. I am legitimately shocked by that. It is the most shocking, consistent, shockingly consistent roster he that I've scored, ever seen. You're saying he scored within two within two points every week. That I, is insane. I, I can, might change my pick. I can give you the oh my god. I can give you the exact numbers. Week one, ninety one point four. Week two, ninety three. Week three, exactly ninety three again. Week four, ninety one point one. To give you context, the second worst team in the league is Ty Cook at 100.6, 113, 86, 80. Wow, Ty. Those last couple weeks. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That was shocking. (laughs) But even so. So, I mean, stats say Jason's scoring 93 points this week, roughly. Yeah, statistics are. I still think Chris Chris loses. I still. That's how confident I am in my call. Man. Wow. Yeah, it's Chris it's, is going to score that few points. <laughs> it's it's really shocking. Okay, so those are our matchup predictions for the week. Let's jump into the mailbag. We yes. had a uh, we had a new caller this week. Yeah, super excited to play this one for you guys and respond. This is uh this is our friend Bubba G. So let's uh, give it a roll. Yeah. Howdy, y'all. Bubba Garrity from Dillon, Texas. I'm a long, long time listener, first time caller, and I had a question for Matt. Matt, when are you going to start believing in the value of the rookie picks? You know, I'm curious what your strategy is as the coach of this team. You really seem like you're mismanaging, uh, you know, wondering what the hell you're doing out there. Are you just going to wait till season 17 of this dynasty league to start drafting rookies when you're when you have no active wide receivers, no active running backs? Is that what your plan is? Because uh, it's very confusing to your, your fans out here in the stands. Uh, we're tired of seeing losses to the folks uh, like Team Flu Draft. Um, go Dylan Panthers. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Bubba G, oh. wow. What? First off. That is my favorite thing. First off, the the, <laughs> the outro music was just, <laughs> just so good. I felt like I was in Dillon, Texas. I mean, that was just amazing. But to address the meat of the question, when Ooh. am I going to start valuing rookies? Right, first, first off, let's go back. The flu draft is a good team. <laughs> it's the best team in the league. By a large margin. So, yeah. to lose to the flu draft is fine. That's fine to me. The, the, the unacceptable loss is to Chris. I mean, I believe he is... Wow. Power rankings-wise, Chris Matre 
has a better team than Tyler Cheek. What? <laughs> How is that possible? It's possible somehow. No, no, no. Ty's math is way off. Not real. Fake news. That's the best thing I've ever discovered. Fake news. Oh, my God. Oh, man, you're oh such gosh. garbage. Gosh dang it. <laughs> he does have a lower average score than you, so. Yeah, well, that means. Okay, uh, but so I lost to, to Matre. That took. As to the actual question, when am I going to start valuing the rookies? Am I going to wait till season 17? No, I'm not. I explained myself a little bit. Like, I, I wanted Marshawn. I needed, I had a hole to fill. Because, like, if you look at my trade, I didn't want to start Isaiah Crowell. And I had Aaron Jones coming back, which was, was like a little bit of insurance policy. Isaiah Crowell literally put up .8 points. Marshawn gave me a couple touchdowns. He had a good week. Yeah. I'm liking my trade so far. I just I just think the first round draft picks are just, they're just going to be such garbage outside of the first like three four picks. Let's and wait it's and see. it's so hard to predict who those good guys are out of that round. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I would love to get them for free effectively as a draft pick, but. I'd rather turn that into value now instead of speculation, where when one of those guys go off, I might pay a higher price for him, but at least I know what I'm getting. So, like, if Cortland Sutton turns out to be Denver's new, like, hot wide receiver, if they can get literally a a gorilla to throw the ball instead of Case Keenum, because in the last two weeks he has three interceptions and no touchdowns, which is just atrocious. Pretty bad. But, like, if someone like that pops off, I'd rather just pay the higher price of players on my roster or more future picks Mm -hmm. than trying to figure out who those guys are. So... That's my take on my trades. I'm sorry that I'm disappointing you, Bubba G, who sounds highly like Joe Zypher in his car driving somewhere with a southern accent. My favorite part is Bubba, not whoever I was going to say, starts off with long-time listener, first-time caller. (laughs) So good. We've probably done this for like 10 episodes. Now, remember, Jason LaRoe said that when he called it on episode two. I know. So he's the OG of that. It's so good. (laughs) But, uh... So yeah, that, that, that's my take on that. Cheek, do you have anything to add onto that call? Do you, do you like my take? Hate my take? What no, do you think? Please just keep calling, Bubba. Please. <laughs> just that's all I want. I want more phone calls like that. <laughs> that was great. Uh, so Joe, thank you so or I mean Bubba, Bubba. thank you so much for uh, <laughs> submitting that. Hey, we're gonna wrap up here. So if you guys haven't noticed this week, we are on pretty much every podcast platform yes. that matters. Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts. Uh, Slingbox. I'm just making things up at this yeah, point. I don't even those know. Those are the called. only ones that really. Those are the only use. ones that matter. We're on everything. Stitcher, which basically then gets to everything that you could even care about. So, all of those things, if you're wondering, like, how do I stop listening in the Anchor app because the player sucks, I can send you the link for the new one. We are everywhere now, which is just phenomenal. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for calling in, Bubba G. Uh, this is a long episode, so thanks for bearing with us here, but I think we had a lot of good stuff to cover. Uh, Cheek, you got anything to say before we say goodbye? I got one more thing. One more thing, real quick. If you guys want to be a guest host on the show, mm. please let us know. We would love for everyone in the league to, at some point during the season, to be on the show with us. It's a really easy process. We do it every Wednesday. Basically, anywhere from 9 to 9.30 we start. Um, we would love for you guys to join us. Yep. It's not anything where, like, we don't, We literally put it together day of. Yep. So there's no pressure. We'd love to get you guys in on it, get you in this process. It's super fun. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want to echo that. That would be, that'd be super fun. Uh, it's it's really not high overhead. It's not. Uh, <laughs> like we, it's a Google Doc. Yeah, it's a Google Doc that we highlight some stuff in. You don't even really have to be in the Google Doc to be a guest host. Yeah. Uh, really, and, and you can come have fun and uh, yeah. drink some Miller Lights in my basement while I record. Exactly. Or you know, we can make fruity drinks too. We can make daiquiris. We can make whatever. Yeah. 
Maybe if one of the ladies want to come on. Well, for Britain, for sure. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that man only drinks fruity. Like, he only drinks sex on the beach. Yeah, that's the only thing yeah. he drinks. So anyone that wants to come on, uh, please, please let us know. And we'd yeah. love to schedule it every Wednesday night, 9 to 10, just like Cheeks said. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. And I think that's it. That's it. That's it.